Distorted View Daily proudly presents great moments in customer service phone calls. Thanks for calling. Technical support. My name is Mark. How are you doing today? I am absolutely. I am. I am your worst nightmare. I am calling extension three five seven five over and over and over and goddamn over again to reach Michelle, who said to call her there. She wants to talk to me. She's been dealing with my situation for two days now, and I've been on the phone for three hours trying to reach her. And every time I call that goddamn number, I get your department, and none of you know what the fuck I'm talking about. What kind of a goddamn situation is this? Yeah, I'm so sorry about that, sir. Uh, could I get the phone number on your account? Why? The last two people asked for the phone number put me on hold and never fucking came back. The reason I get your phone number is so that I can pull up your account and uh, see any notes in the system. I don't see what good the notes are going to do. I need to be transferred to Michelle. If there's no Michelle, then you people are going to get sued. And not to mention, I might go ballistic and come over there with a machine gun. I don't have one, but I'll go try to acquire one. You don't do this to somebody. You don't do this to somebody. You didn't show up for your appointments yesterday. You didn't show up for your appointment today. Now you won't talk to me? That is fucked up. That is outrageous. You're contracted to help me. You have to. You have to. What the fuck is going on? Who is this Michelle, and why is she telling me to call her knowing that I can't reach her? And why does nobody there know who she is? This is all fucked up. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that, sir. Put Miss um, Watkins on the phone. Put that little slink on the phone. He supposedly knows who she is. Yeah, what I'd like to do is uh, get your phone number so I could pull up your account. This and I... Which is not supposed to be the goddamn fucking number anymore. So that was... Okay, let me just pull that up, sir. And can I get the uh, verbal password on the account, sir? No, you may not. I will pick that up with Michelle. Okay, yeah, um, so can I get Michelle's extension again? 3575, five. and if you're going to transfer me there and have it put me back into the main system or the tech department, that is fucked up. Okay, yeah, what I'd just like to do is uh, transfer you to that extension. Would that be okay? No, that would not be okay. You don't think I'm capable of dialing that extension over and over again? She left me a fucking voicemail that said, call that extension. If you don't reach me, dial 5050, and one of the representatives will get you to me. But the representatives have no fucking clue. What the fuck is going on? Hey, freaks, it's Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, which Hollywood celebrity is probably a cannibal and wants to shove his dick in your brain matter? Plus... We pray to old St. Fudgy Crinkles, bullying houseplants, and is your cheese racist? Learn the warning signs today. Is Miss Vagina thinking about Mr. Penis? I want to come while I eat your smelly, hairy, wet pussy. Please, no confessions involving children. How dare you? It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Yes, Tim Henson back here with you for the Wednesday show. Got a good one for you today. Uh, over the years, we have played a lot of weird stuff on the podcast. It's kind of why I'm here. But what you consider to be the grossest or nastiest, well, that's going to be different for everyone. It's a matter of personal opinion, personal taste, or or lack thereof. A lot of people would probably say uh, the scat stuff, right? Poop play. Pretty nasty. I have often wondered out loud what would cause someone to travel down 
this filthy, muddy dirt road, this path to scat. It is a process, right? You don't just immediately uh, start having poop sex and eating it, right? You you, uh, you dabble in it. There's a fascination there. There's also some psychology that suggests it's not so much uh, the poop that people are attracted to, but it's the idea of uh, the taboo. You're not supposed to eat poop. It's considered bad, and that's why you do it. I feel it goes way beyond that. These people actually enjoy the t- They've acquired a taste for those brown loaves. So, yeah, I'm fascinated by people who are into scat. And um, during all the years of the, the podcast, I don't think we've talked to many scat fetishists. We've played audio from many, but not a lot of you freaks have fessed up saying, I'm a feces aficionado. I do have a written confession that I found, though. Uh, This is titled, How I Got a Shit Fetish. Well, this might be helpful for us, right? This might shed some light on the inner workings of a crap connoisseur. Let's see what he has to say. I'm I'm assuming it's a heat. I've seen a couple of posts the last few weeks asking how a shit fetish is possible. The question always makes me chuckle because the reasoning why it shouldn't be possible never makes any sense. People say we're naturally hateful of shit. Is that what people say? I don't hate shit. It serves a purpose. I just, I don't want to step in it. I don't want to smell it. And I I don't particularly want to look at it, but I don't hate it. I guess you could call me a shit segregationist. It's a necessary thing, that poop, uh, but I prefer separate but equal. I don't want to be around it. I think there should be dedicated areas for the browns, specifically the toilet. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Almost every culture is naturally hateful of fucking babies and mother-slash-son incest. Wow, this guy is going right to fucking babies here. Yes, what you're doing is not as bad as fucking babies. All right, also a shit fetish is nowhere near as hurtful and immoral as these two fetishes I just listed. You have to realize the process of how fetishes come about. With everyone, there are different events, but the core of the fetish begins before you go towards puberty. When you start jerking off during puberty, some event that was associated somehow with sex can be conditioned with orgasms, and then boom, now you have a fetish. I'll illustrate my experience to give you guys an idea of what happened. I have a scat fetish and a piss fetish. It has caused me a lot of hate for myself, but I'm trying to get over it and accept that it's just part of me. I got my fetish because of childhood experiences. When I was five years old, my mother used to take me into the bathroom with her, and I'd watch her hover over the toilet and pee. I assumed she thought I was too young to go to the bathroom by myself. I would still be going to the family bathrooms with her until around the age of 11. It wasn't a sexual thing for me. It for my mom. Uh, It was just more convenient for her, I guess, to take the whole family into the family bathroom. Then this guy talks about how it was around this time he started going to a daycare program and apparently there weren't doors on the toilets. People would just piss and shit and you, you, you could see him on the toilet doing that, which I think is unusual. Now fast forward to when puberty started. At this time, I was curious as how the pussy worked. <laughs> Why did women wipe after peeing? Why did women have to wipe front to back? These questions led me to various porn sites. 
However, porn sites did not give me this fetish. Many events had to transpire at just the right time to lead me down this path. Soon after I discovered jerking off, I actually fantasized watching the women I had crushes on hovering, pissing or shitting without porn. Jerking off basically served to condition the piss and shit with my libido. Linked everything together. And that is how a shit fetish is born, at least in this guy's case. At first I thought, well, this is a pretty weak argument. I don't know if I buy it. But here this little kid is, right? And he's uh, he's seeing his mom hover over the toilet, taking pisses, pisses and shitses. That's how Gollum, Gollum would say it from Lord of the Rings, right? All the hobbits says pisses and shitses. And then, you know, afterwards you see your mom, like, wiping her pussy. And, you know, so you, you see shit and you, you see piss and you see pussy. And then, of course, when you hit puberty... You learn that dicks go in pussy, and then you're like, you're you're obsessed with the pussy. And this guy, the only thing he knows about pussy is that his mom wipes his, her pussy after she pisses and shits and pisses and shits. Like I said, all those things are like linked together. When you think about sex, you can't help but also think about those uh, uh, steamy coiled brown snakes your mom was pinching off in the toilet. Sexuality is very scary. Your childhood could really fuck you up for the rest of your life when it comes to sex. If you're, like, fixated on the wrong thing. Speaking of shit and sex and the wrong thing, I learned a new bizarre sex term today. (laughs) Have not played that jingle in a while. Today I learned about fudgy crinkles. Do Do you guys know what fudgy crinkles are? It sounds like a Keebler Ralph product, doesn't it? New delicious fudgy crinkles, like chocolate-covered potato chips or something. Close. Fudgy crinkles is when the foreskin of a penis is caked or crusted with poop after anal sex. How would you use fudgy crinkles in a sentence? Well, Urban Dictionary is here for us. Pedro had fudgy crinkles on his penis after having anal sex with the neighborhood hooker. That is fudgy crinkles. That would be a good name for if there was like a Santa Claus specifically for scat fetishists. And if you were a a good little scat lover at the end of the year, fudgy fudgy crinkles would leave you like a pile of shit under the tree or something. Sorry. Oh, my God. Sometimes I just crack my fucking self up. I'm sorry. At the very least, we can name Fudgy Crinkles the patron saint of bowel movements and fecal matter. You can pray to Fudgy Crinkles if you're constipated or if you have the runs. Right now, I mean, you know, there there is no such thing as Fudgy Crinkles. But is there, like, a saint that you would pray to if you're constipated? Because, like, in the Catholic religion, there's saints for everything. For instance, uh, there's Saint Malo, who is the patron saint of pig keepers. There's a patron saint of dietitians, cooks, soldiers, ice skaters. Fucking kidding me! I guess the deal with patron saints are that it, they're they're saints for different groups of people. Like you wouldn't have a, a saint of bowel movements. How about like a patron saint for those people who give you colonics? I couldn't find that in the list. Maybe Fudgy Crinkles could be the same for them. All right, let's move on. 
Gotta say thanks to Pegasm. <laughs> These names. Fudgy Crinkle. Pegasm. Uh... Pegasm in the Discord provided a link to a really interesting slash infuriating video. The local news covered the story of uh, some high school students yelling at plants. This is what's being taught in our public schools right now. You've heard teenagers speak. They don't know proper English. They're dum-dums when it comes to math. As a country, we're like dead last among first and second world countries. Me thinks it has something to do with what we're teaching kids. For instance, bullying ferns. I don't think this skill is necessary when applying for a job. Not going to help you in the real world, for the most part. Unless, like, a ficus is the HR manager in charge of hiring at the Fortune 500 company you've applied for. All right, so this is a, a science project. Wait till you hear how dumb this is. And the leaves are like yellow. I don't think that's good. Give this bitch an A. Fuck it. A scholarship to MIT. And the leaves are like yellow. I don't think that's good. It's a hunch. 11-year-old Samantha Petragli and her mom are still trying to nurse this dead plant back to life after the fifth grader's class killed it and not with kindness. These sick assholes are trying to play God. Originally, it wasn't going to be a plant that we kill. We were just going to pick out one of the minority students, but the fucking school board wouldn't approve that. All right. And by, by the way, this is middle school, not high school. I feel sad about the bully plan because I don't like to see anything die. Also, you're a little pudgy. I know what's happening. You feel bad for the plant because the plant is you. The plant doesn't have any friends and everyone's mean to it. You're both dead on the inside. See anything die. For her science fair project this year, the Comac girl and her mom bought two of the same types of plants from the same nursery. Both were then placed on the same windowsill inside her classroom. This way it was even. They had the same amount of water, the same amount of sunlight. The only difference, one was verbally complimented every day by Samantha's classmates, and the other was bullied. Students tracked it all by a checklist. Can't bully a plant. (laughs) I mean, I know there, there's been studies in the past where they're like, you know, if you talk to a plant, it tends to do better. But, I mean, you guys know what's happening here. It, you know, if you talk to a plant, you're you're paying attention to it. So you'll, you'll see things that are wrong with the plant. You might pick away some dead leaves. You might say, oh, this plant might need more water. It's probably not responding to your voice like people think it is. Plants don't know English. So if you call a bush a filthy, disease-ridden whore, the bush won't know what that means. So the rules were, with bullying the plant, say mean things to it. Call the plant ugly. Call the plant fat. Call the plant stupid. This is uh, the girl's mom speaking. She seems to be all in on this experiment. I kind of think it was her idea. Tell that plant it's got a double chin. And it was adopted. And it's going to die alone because no one likes them. The plant that was bullied began to wilt right away. And after just six days, it died. While the one that received compliments continued to grow. If bullying a plant for just six days basically kills it, imagine bullying a child. Last year, the furniture company IKEA conducted a similar experiment as a public service announcement against bullying, getting the same result. According to the Long Island Coalition Against Bullying, 68.4% of Long Island middle school students expressed they were bullied in school. That builds character, for Christ's sakes. What do I know? Maybe, Maybe talking nice to a plant 
does help it grow. Maybe bullying a plant does make it wilt and die. Samantha says she's one of them, which prompted her to do this experiment. I knew, I knew she was bullied. I like that it shows how bullying can wear you down and hurt you and hurt your feelings. Hurt your feelings and it can wear you down and it gives you low self-esteem. And then years later, you figure out that if you're loud and obnoxious, people might laugh at you. And that laughter, you see, is just kind of like love from strangers. And you crave it. Oh, you crave that love. Even though that good feeling only lasts for like a split second. And then the rest of your day is full of anxiety and crippling depression. So you start a career, let's say in broadcasting, in the hopes of sustaining those good feelings of love from strangers. And your podcast helps fill that hole in your heart, at least at first. Then you need more approval and more approval. And you need people to love you, so you start saying even more outrageous things. Hurtful things, dangerous things, illegal things. Soon words alone aren't enough. Maybe you start a secret webcam show where you undress and you hurt yourself in the most intimate of ways with poles and cones and baseball bats. And you get little digital hearts every time someone likes what you're doing. And you notice that when you rape yourself hard enough and you bleed, you get a lot of those hearts. And you just start craving the pain and the blood, just like you were craving that applause and laughter. And the next thing you know, you're cocked deep in a dead woman's pussy. Meanwhile, your own ass is being opened wide, pried by a speculum, and sriracha's being poured in it, and a Brillo pad is scraping your insides, cutting your anal walls, letting that sriracha seep in and burn. Ooh, that gape is on fire, and you're doing it all for the people who control how you feel. And this all started because you bullied a plant. sad that that's how some people go through life they really speak to a psychiatrist or something they're damaged goods you know oh god all right uh do you guys know who army hammer is he's an actor he's appeared in a bunch of films many of which you probably don't know um i mean free fire (laughs) mine Final Portrait. Yeah, I don't know any of those, right? He did appear on the social network as the Wink uh, Winklevoss twins. He's appeared in uh, J. Edgar, The Lone Ranger, The Man from Uncle, Call Me By Your Name. Uh, you know, he's just he's an actor and allegedly a real weirdo sex freak, like a dom daddy type of thing where he's got like little slave girls or something i don't know i've got some text messages here from him supposedly the latest on army hammer is that he's leaving his planned action comedy shotgun wedding after the alleged graphic social media message detailing his private life were leaked in a statement obtained by people magazine army said i'm not responding to these bullshit claims but in light of the vicious and spurious online attacks against me I can in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. How bad are the text messages? Well, I'll read you some. Need your help, ASAP, kitten. Are you around? I'll phone you later. Yes. How may I be of help, Daddy? Oh, my God. When you call me like it, I get so horny. I need to drink your blood. Yeah, it's it's like... That, that that type of weird shit. 
I'm yours, Daddy. I will help you. I am going to be so naughty and kinky with you. Oh, the possibilities. Ha, ha, ha. You're my angel. You're made to save me. You're mine, you hear me? Say it now. I'm yours. I belong to you. Say that you're mine. MINE! In all caps. And then uh, he does the dashes between all letters. M-I-N-E. MINE! I own you now. I'll own you forever. I'm yours, Daddy. Good girl. Your body is so fucking perfect. It's mine. And I'm in... And I'm into you. I need your blood. (laughs) Again with the blood. I need your blood. I crave it. Will you give it to me tomorrow? Don't forget that you're mine. You're like, yeah, we, we've pretty well covered the fact that this girl is yours. Mine. You're mine. My N.E. Mine. So he's like, yeah, will you give it to me tomorrow? Don't forget that you're mine. And then the girl responds with this text. That topic, once again, it's very intense. I'm intense. I need your blood. I want you to feed me with it. Now, the next spat of text messages are all from Army Hammer. There are no replies from the girl. Either she didn't reply or, you know, she she sort of deleted her responses. Some of them don't make sense. I know, but I can't stop thinking of fucking your actual brain. Like, that that's a weird thing to say, right? Like, it's one thing to say, yeah, I'm going to fuck your brains out. But this guy, like, made it a point to say, like, no, 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 no. I want to fuck your actual brain. I want to stick my dick in your gray matter. I want to push my dick in until you you go a little retarded. And then he sends texts like, and that's the sweetest thing you've said. Me too. It sounds incredible. Everything you are, every thought, every emotion, everything. Fucking every since thing you are. You can sort of tell like he's masturbating as he's texting, right? Getting sloppy with the texts. Oh my God. I can see myself really pushing and testing you. Then he starts talking about uh, some documentary called uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. And he said the third episode had moments that definitely turned me on. Guys, what happens in the third episode of that documentary? I'm so curious. Have you seen it? Like, what, what, what could he possibly be turned on by? Here's some more things he wants to do to this girl. Brand you. Tattoo you. Mark you. Shave your head and keep your hair with me. Cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me. I mean, I feel like the tests can be endless. Whose slave slash master relationship is the strongest? Oh, we'd win. When I tell you to slit your wrists and use the blood as lube for anal. Holy fuck. I may be a little in love with Army Hammer now. I don't know who he is. I'm pretty certain I've never seen him in a movie. Doesn't matter. I need him inside of me. All right. Uh, he, he go, now there, there's uh, some conversation going on here. Every time I have, every time I have fucking someone in the ass since you, the only way I can come is if I pretend I'm fucking you in the ass. Really? Yes. Why is that? <laughs> this is like those to catch a predator chat log readings. Every time I'm fucking someone in the ass, the only way I can come is if I pretend I'm fucking you in the ass. Really? Yeah. Why is that? It's incredibly frustrating. I don't know. You were the most intense and extreme version of that I've ever had. 
raping you on your floor with a knife against you. Everything else seems boring. You, you crying and screaming, me standing over you. I felt like a god. I never felt such power or intensity. Guys, I cannot. This cannot be real. The, the, the fact, though, that Army Hammer is responding, like commenting on this is just crazy, especially when I read you the next batch of tweets. So hard. Thinking of holding your heart. <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> this guy. I'm so hard. I'm thinking of holding your heart in my hand and controlling when it beats. I'm 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck. That's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. I've cut the heart out of a living animal before and eaten it while still warm. Good God. And then, you know, and then he starts talking about like, uh, I, I, you know, I've thought about you, you know, doming you and fucking and you being dumb and fuck so goddamn much. You are the goddamn standard I hold women to in terms of kink and enjoyment of fucking them. Oh, what a compliment. <laughs> Thanks. What a sweet talker you are. You set the bar too high. You are like the Michael Phelps of fucking. <laughs> Everyone else just doesn't have what you have. Wow. Okay, sorry. That came spilling out and I feel badly. I've said too much. Yes. Yes, Army Hammer. You have said too much. What the fuck? The Michael Phelps of fucking the best you could come up with well there you go army hammer sex craze blood drinking brain fucking cannibal dumb daddy army hammer nice uh and with that let's get into the crazy bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now Disorder View Daily, please consider signing up for the sideshow. Yes, let's start 2021 on the right track. You becoming a true and honorable freak over there at superfreaksideshow.com. When you sign up, you get full access to the entire archive of programs. Uh, 16 plus years worth of stupidity, as a matter of fact. Thousands and thousands of past shows. Plus, every week we do new exclusive programs just for sideshow members. Yes, the sideshow is DV's member site. I post all sorts of uh, exclusive shows every week, usually uh, at least two a week. And then, of course, you get the archives. There's videos. There's also some short uh, form series, I guess is what you'd call it. We've done some limited series like uh, Uncut. Um, last year, we did, what, 10 episodes of that little video series full of weird stuff. Check it out. Superfreaksideshow.com. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. There are other ways to support the show, though. We've got a Patreon account patreon.com slash distorted view where you can pledge as little as a dollar if you pledge five dollars you get access to a special voicemail line where i'll play your calls first you know there's perks like that at various levels and finally uh you could buy some distorted view merchandise in our store at store.distortedview.com all right three very quick stories now first up oh this one comes from australia an australian food company has officially renamed a famous snack brand after years of complaints that it shared its name with a racial slur. Oh, are they talking about cream-filled chinky pies? Oh, it's a different offensive name brand? Okay, um, Spick and Span. I've been, you know, I was wondering when they were going to get around to changing the name of that. 
Although that's a cleaning product, not a not a snack food company. Well, let me just read on here. Coon cheese, which has been sold in Australia for more than 80 years. There's a couple ways of thinking about this. You know, 80 years ago, calling a raccoon a coon was not that unusual. Then again, calling a black person that same name wasn't unusual. And also, are there raccoons in Australia? I don't think so. All right, so Coon Cheese is changing its name. The new brand will roll out to Australian supermarkets in July. Owner Saputo Dairy Australia bills itself as the country's largest dairy processor. It made the decision to rebrand its cheese line last summer, joining other major food companies that were forced to revisit the titles of some of their most well-known products. Hey, what you doing? I'm making waffles. What kind? Oh, it's Grandma Jigaboo's old Negro-style waffle batter. Grandma Jigaboo? Isn't that racist? Racist? No, the Grandma Jigaboo brand has been around for ages. Is this the same recipe Grandma Jigaboo used when she was alive? Uh, actually, there was never a Grandma Jigaboo. This is just another quality product from our white friends at General Farms. General Farms Foods, serving up delicious taste since 1975. Okay, well, that's not a real product. We have talked about several brands uh, that have had to change their name over the years, like Darkie Toothpaste. Darkie was sold. <laughs> Darkie was sold in the United States and abroad. Last I heard, it's still being sold in China, but they they changed the name at some point. I don't know, in the '60s or something, to uh, Darley. In this news story, they use the example of Aunt Jemima, which they're, I don't think they're changing the name. They're just. Uh, kind of changing the, the branding of the, the of the black woman who looks like a mammy. Uh, several big brands such as Quaker Oats, Aunt Jemima, and the Mars-owned Uncle Ben's also announced last year they would change or retire branding that was considered racially offensive. In uh, Australia, Nestle has rebranded its Redskins and Chico's sweets, saying that their names were out of step with the company's values. The candy is now sold under the names Red Ripper and Chickies. Coon cheese, on the other hand, has been the focus of criticism for decades. The company has insisted that the brand uh, paid homage to its founder, Edward William Coon. Well, let's see now that makes sense. It's someone's real name. I don't know if I agree with this change now. Uh, the word coon is also a deeply insulting racial slur directed at people of color. Is coon a derogatory word used to describe black people in Australia? I can't, I don't know. I guess, I guess so. If they're changing the name, I just know that like Australia has their own words, <laughs> offensive words for different minorities and stuff. Anyway, the change uh, comes after more than two decades of campaigning by indigenous activist Stephen Hagen. Uh, Saputo called the decision an attempt to eliminate racism from its brand. Probably a good idea. The new name aims to align with current attitudes and perspectives. So what is the new name? Well, Instead of coon cheese, they're changing it. They're keeping the C. They're going to call it cheer cheese, which is just dumb. They could have kept most of the letter. They could have just got rid of the letter N and, and named it cool cheese. Although that's a dumb name, too. I don't know what the right way to go is. I think I would have just gone a totally different direction because cheer coon cheese is awful. Cheer cheese is awful. Cool how about cracker cheese? 
What goes good with with crackers? Cheese. Cracker cheese. Plus, it sounds like a derogatory term for white people. Give black people a chance to have a little fun with the names. Processed cheese. So good it makes me drop to my knees. Processed cheese. Dairy farmers love the cows. Oil, water, cheese. Wow, processed cheese. And they could use my song, Processed Cheese, in their new jingles and commercials. I'd be willing to work with them on that. Auto-tune really does make everything sound better, huh? All right, uh, next story we have for you. Oh, this one comes from Japan. This song is probably more offensive than Kun Cheese. I just keep outdoing myself. Japanese police have arrested a man on suspicion of carrying out a series of toilet thefts. Japan, of course, makes sense in a case which left many baffled. Ryusi Takada, 26, is suspected of stealing scores of toilets from houses in Funabashi City while they were under construction. Police asked the man, an office worker at one of the construction companies, after he sold a brand new toilet to a second-hand store in the city. Oh, he's sort of like me with those PlayStation 5s, scalping them, turning around, selling them for gobs of money. Apparently, you can do quite well for yourself selling hot toilets on the black market or brown market, whatever the case may be. All right, so this guy was, uh, you know, I'm kind of disappointed. I thought this was going to be a sexual thing. You know, when I hear toilet and Japanese man, I immediately think, Japscat. Is the term Japscat racially offensive? I feel it. I feel it probably is, right? Jap. Japscat. Well, what is a better term for it, really? It's it, that's so descriptive. Not German scat. This is a different breed. Japanese scat. All right. Uh, so this guy is suspected of stealing scores of toilets. Uh, he's an office worker at one of the construction companies. He sold the brand new toilet to a secondhand store in the city. Officers believe Takata used his knowledge of the workers' schedules to sneak on site and steal the toilets while they were off shift. The first theft took place in October of last year when builders discovered a toilet that they installed at a house they were constructing had vanished overnight. Must be the work of the turd burglar gang. Uh, within days, another toilet had vanished from a different house that was also under construction. The thefts continued for three months, with a total of 18 toilets stolen, all pilfered from the construction sites. Police were unable to catch the thief, dubbed the God of Toilets by local media, until a local secondhand shop said they had been sold a brand new toilet. Suspect, right? Officers were able to trace the man who sold the item, and arrested Takada, or Takada, or whatever, uh, who admitted stealing and selling the items to help pay for food and rent. Officials believe that his knowledge of the construction workers' work patterns allowed him to carry out the spat of thefts. There has been other toilet-related crimes recently, and nearby China, for instance, a gang of knife-wielding men jumped a delivery driver in Hong Kong, all for his toilet rolls. Oh, this had to have been at the like the height of the pandemic back in March or something. Actually, February, it says February of last year. The city became racked by shortages caused by coronavirus panic buying. Toilet rolls became hot property. 
The delivery man was threatened by three knife-wielding men who took a toilet paper worth about $122. Missing rolls were later recovered, and two suspects were arrested on scene, although it wasn't clear if they were directly involved in the armed robbery. So, like, my question is, why were they stealing the toilet rolls? Was it because, you know, they, they just, they were desperate? They needed to wipe their ass? Couldn't find toilet paper anywhere else? Or were they going to try to turn around and uh, resell the toilet paper? To me, it's less of a crime if the person was desperate and was just like, I've got a shitty asshole. I just desperately need to wipe my butt with something. But more likely than not, I mean, these people were stealing the toilet paper to resell it, right? $130 worth of TP could probably net you five, six hundred bucks back in February of 2019. Again, people desperate. You remember what it was like back then, right? It wasn't too long ago. We were all wiping our assholes with newspapers, leaves, pages of the Bible. It was anarchy. It was it was a very difficult times. All right, a final story we have for you today. A man experienced organ failure after turning psychedelic mushrooms into tea that he then, no, he didn't drink it. He injected the tea into his veins. I love mushrooms. It's okay to love mushrooms, just not intravenously. These people who just are not happy enough getting high eating mushrooms or or drinking the tea from magic mushrooms. Just greedy. Need it. I need it in my veins. According to a case report out this week in the Journal of the uh, Academy of Consultation, Liaison Psychiatry, Jesus, the 30-year-old man's family brought him to a Nebraska emergency room after they noticed that he seemed confused. The man had bipolar disorder type 1. Uh, the doctors who wrote the case study learned, and he had uh, not been taking his medication, so he'd been going through manic and depressive episodes. During recent episodes related to his bipolar disorder, he researched how he could decrease his opioid use at home. That's when he read about the potential for magic mushrooms. Actual name is psilocybin. It's the drug found in psychedelic mushrooms um, for treating symptoms of depression and anxiety. That's what the bipolar dude was going for. A mounting body of research suggests that psilocybin could be a treatment for people with differing magnitudes and durations of depression. Previously, researchers at Johns Hopkins in New York University conducted multiple small studies of cancer patients who experienced anxiety and depression as a result of their diagnosis. Get those fuckers tripping their balls off on shrooms and the majority of patients reported an improvement in those symptoms. They were flying fucking high, man. The drug, however, is not to be injected, which this man learned the hard way. He was in the hospital for three weeks. Typically, when people want to trip on psychedelic mushrooms, they consume them as is or in the form of a powder or they put it in a capsule or a tea. This man boiled the mushrooms in water, filtered the liquid through a cotton swab and then injected the substance into his bloodstream. A couple of days later, he started to become overly tired, and then he started vomiting blood, developed jaundice, diarrhea, and nausea. His family found him soon after and took him to the hospital. Well, when the doctors met the man, he couldn't give coherent interview answers after tests found that he had a liver injury. His kidneys also weren't functioning properly, and he started to go into organ failure. A blood sample revealed something even more shocking. The mushrooms, which thrive in dark places, like under your skin, inside of your body, the mushrooms began to grow 
in the man's bloodstream. That's why he was completely fucking out of it. He needed to be put on a ventilator to breathe and had his blood filtered for toxins. Doctors kept the man in the hospital for 22 days and gave him two antibiotics and an antifungal treatment, uh, which he was prescribed to continue taking for the long term after he left the hospital. Reality, man, reality. I, I could see the center of the earth. Purple flame down there, the pilot light. All the way down. Purple flame down there, the pilot light. Pilot light of He's clean, oh, Joe. creation, Except reality. Reality. What's your name, son? You can see my name if you look hard enough. Come on now, what's your name? Don't you know my name? My name's Blue Boy. Certainly sounds like shrooms to me, or maybe cartwheels. Boy ain't right. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Wednesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Well, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media. At Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. Don't forget, we've got a subreddit where you can post uh, news stories, uh, distortedview.reddit.com, and our Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. We just had a trans person call in yesterday on the Sideshow Exclusive Podcast to say, uh, everyone is nice. If you're nice in the Discord, people will be nice to you. Some other freaks make it seem like uh, there are just a lot of monsters and horrible people hanging out in the Discord. But like the Olive Garden, when you're here, you're family. By the way, I have no shame in saying that I love the Olive Garden. Lord Douche and I used to go there for lunch all the time. It's very cheap. Sometimes they even have, like, unlimited pasta for $9 for lunch. You get, like, pasta and soup or uh, pasta and salad or something. And they have this really good uh, mushroom cream sauce. Oh, it was so good. And the pesto... They rotate some good sauces in there. Get a bowl of soup, a couple things of pasta. You're full, man. All for like nine bucks. Not bad. Not like a gourmet meal or anything, but you know, it's you know, it's a it's a cheap sit-down meal. God. Greetings, faggot. Uh, it's Unicorn Hamster here checking in. Um, you had mentioned something. I'm- I like how no one said anything about Olive Garden yet. I'm ver- I'm defending it and I'm angry about it. Oh, duh. What do you like about the show, or yes. what keeps me listening, or what got me listening? Something like that a few days ago. I didn't call in sooner. I've been consumed with what's been happening here oh, the news. in the United States. Uh, Someone's enthused about the news. It's funny. I was watching today. Actually, Congress, there was heated debate and thinking, shit, if there was a a uh, group of both sides there would be fucking war. Interesting. Very interesting times. Anyway, uh... Sing analysis. So, what I like about the show is, uh, when you narrate things, like, uh, whether it's a new story or, uh, a public freakout, let's say. When you narrate the shit... Sorry, I walk you through it? Fantastically, that is funny as fuck. I like it the most when you do shit like that. It's funny. Um, Thank you. You know, these fucking random audio. uh, The audio you play, like one of them was, I love mushrooms and, you know, uh, I'm a human being. 
you know, over the years, and uh, I didn't really start listening till like 2013. So that time, you were already established. Uh, TV was already a gaping asshole. So a lot of those audio clips that I love. Uh, the, the other one, one of my favorites, is makes my pussy throb just thinking about it. Yeah. That one. Uh, you should see the guy who said that. By the way, he's a uh, he's a YouTuber. And a muckbanger. He, he like goes through like drive-through restaurants and eats. His name is Justin. He's something to behold. Yeah, uh, like I would love to go back and listen to where those clips originated and what you oh, know. Yeah. Oh, well, that's something we're uh, we're doing, and I'm I'm getting my patrons to help me with that. It uh, we did this a long time ago, many years ago. We did a distorted view primer. So new listeners could uh, be uh, caught up to speed, so to speak, right? Um, you know, all these clips I would play and then sort of explain where they originated from. And that was the idea. It was like a two-hour show or something. And uh, since then, it's been, it's, I don't know, it's been eight years since we did the last primer. So I'm trying to update it now, do a new one, um, and sort of just go through and explain all the stuff that I, that I play or talk about frequently on the show that if you're new, you might not understand it. And we, you know, we'll explain it so you know bring, it brings you up to speed. The patrons are going to help me review and edit this stuff, um, this little project I'm working on. But if you have heard something on the show and you want to know uh, the origins of it or, or have me talk about it, feel free to uh, voicemail in and I will include it in the upcoming DV Primer, which will premiere sometime in uh, probably 2025. Look forward to that. Hey there, you stupid, fucking ugly, fat, cancer hey. patient. Like, is that even you? Wow, Vlad is mean. Real hair. Oh my god. Um, this is Cat Lady, and uh, I didn't want to call in, but if you guys really want me to, uh, I will. So, but I just want you to know that it's not really me. Anyway, um, I was looking at Amazon and I was thinking about you and your ugly reptilian face. And Wait, is this, I can't tell now if this is Vlad doing his female voice or if this is really Level 80 Cat Lady. I might have sent you something and it'll be there Friday. So I hope you enjoy it, but not really obviously because... I think it is Cat Lady. Oh my God, I got confused there for a second. I thought maybe it could be Vlad. Uh, well, I want you to enjoy things. Bye. Yeah, yesterday on the show, we played audio of just this really mean female live streamer calling another girl fat and ugly. And then she found out that the girl was wearing a wig and she was wearing a wig because she's a cancer patient, and she couldn't even be nice about that. It was brutal. Go back and listen to that. If you're not yet side show members, sign up right now. All right, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-660. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Call the plant ugly. Call the plant fat. Call the plant stupid. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the podcast. Again, uh, don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. If you're not Sideshow members, please consider signing up uh, because tomorrow's show is going to be another exclusive one. So it is a great time to sign up. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye.
I'm Lance Frolic. Coming up on Nightbeat, alternative medicine may be harming millions, but it's turning out to be big business. Now pharmacies are cashing in by stocking their shelves full of questionable products for these uneducated morons. The dumbing down of medicine, tonight at 11, after a brand new episode of Sex Police Miami. This week, save on Precious Generation brand injectable bleach, cures autism, bipolar, tripolar, and quad city DJ polar mental illnesses, and will short circuit any government implanted RFID chip the deep state hid inside of you. Only $12.99 with coupon. Healthier skin is just a urine bath away. Store your golden nourishment in Mama Pissarelli's five-gallon living water jugs. Double sealed to keep even the most potent morning piss stink locked inside. Three fun and fashionable styles, your choice, $7.99. And this week's special buy, the portable personal fan with built-in vinegar mister. Attack those chemtrails on the go. Don't let your outdoor event get ruined by inhaling metal particles put into the air by the order of representatives. Tillion Congressman. Cuckoo Tech's Mercury Busting Personal Vinegar Fan, only $19.99. Discount drug marks saves you the runaround. You'll find everything you need. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrob Media Group. Learn more at Scrob.net.